Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here today. It is the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. I am here with my best friend in the entire world. He is my co-host and his name is Eric. Thanks for joining us, guys. Finally made it to episode six. We did it. Episode six. Woo. Hooray. (laughs) Streamers, streamers. Uh, but we have a wonderful little uh, episode, as always, for you guys. Very clean. We're going to talk about a little recap of the LVC. The Las Vegas Challenge. Las Vegas Challenge. <laughs> then we're going to check out some terms that you'll hear during broadcasts when you're watching disc golf. We thought that it would be a good idea to kind of go over some things you would hear that you might not understand when they're just saying it quickly on on the broadcast. Some Eric, things we didn't fully understand. Right. We had to look up, so. Yep, so we always try and help the beginners out, get people into the sport. Sometimes it's not even beginners. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, intermediates that just need some help with the terminology. Lastly, we're going to talk about five reasons to disc golf. I mean, everyone knows there's a million of them, but we're going to give you our top five. Yeah, just five. Easy. Easy five. We could keep you here for three whole episodes talking about why you should disc golf. We both really do enjoy disc golf. Yep, I'd say so. Eric, did we watch some disc golf this weekend? Yeah, we got to watch the Las Vegas Challenge for the first time this year. Um, it was probably one of the more exciting, uh, that was a nice, uh, exciting <laughs> tournaments I've ever watched. How did you like it? Dude, I thought it was awesome. It was our first Las Vegas challenge to watch live, and I thought it was awesome. Uh, Like, the the course overall seemed, like, challenging but fair. Courses. Yeah, courses. It it was a lot of of different, like, what are the rules on this one? Okay, so this bunker is a hazard. Okay, that bunker is out of bounds. Yeah. (laughs) Cart path's out of bounds. Right, and that bunker is five feet behind the basket. That one's OB, so don't go there. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting playing on a ball golf course, I guess. Yeah, it seems like it has its own challenges. Yeah, I mean, they have to do something with the bunkers, right? Because the bunkers in regular golf are supposed to, you know, make it harder for you to hit out, but it's pretty easy to just stand in sand and throw it out, and then it is. So, I, I like the hazard rule. Yeah interesting to say the least yeah uh did you have like a favorite performer duh the one we went all in on ezra adderhold i agree adderhold 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 sorry it's okay the announcers did it like i know it was pretty five times (laughs) they also said our name a bunch of times yeah i know we kept getting free plugs (laughs) no one knows who we are yet but don't you worry (laughs) but maybe (laughs) If we get one search from that, I'm down. Yep. Maybe someone, even if they think like, oh, maybe I should start Oh No, and then they figure right. out it's already done. Yep. <laughs> to to explain, the announcer said Oh No quite a bit. Yes, a lot. A lot, <laughs> a lot. But the MPO was a really exciting up and down, you know, who's in first, who's in second, who's in third, kept kept fluctuating throughout each day. So that was really, really exciting to watch. A lot of really hot rounds, I thought. Yeah, tons of huge, like, hot rounds. Uh, it seems like forever ago, but, like, day one, Big Germ had a nice hot round. Oh, yeah. 
No, I think that was day two, Big Germ. Oh, was it? I think so. Because I think he ended round one with negative five. Round two was the day where he got like two eagles or something, and they never stopped gotcha. talking about it. Yep. Um, thank, thank you. Yes. But finishing the top three was Calvin Heinberg and Ezra Aderhold tied for second at uh, 40 under, and Eagle McMahon runs away with it at 48 under par. Uh, for first place, I feel that, like halfway that blew, through blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through day four, there was no catching him at all. Like there was no chance for anyone else to catch him. I mean, there was a chance he could have blew up and you know quadruple bogey or something. But I, the amount of strokes that he would have had to lose to the field is crazy. I was pretty surprised that Macbeth didn't come back. On the final day, it was just oh. his his performance was a little bit uh, surprising to me. Yeah, and I feel like uh, that's what they always talk about is him making a comeback on the last day. Like no matter how big of a lead is, Macbeth always has that chance to come back and take over. And the putting just wasn't there. Yeah, doesn't doesn't take much. He's I feel like he's either well, I guess you can say that about anybody, but he's either like right on with everything or. Yeah, it's probably mostly his putting. If his putting's off, then he can't make it. He just can't take it. And it it was weird to have him on a card, and he was the shortest thrower. Oh yeah, that would be that'd be pretty strange. I didn't get to catch a lot of it yesterday, but gotcha. Yeah, that was the uh, that was what was going on. It was just like every single hole, you could kind of tell everybody else could out throw him, and it was like this is weird. Yeah. I wonder if that got into his head a little bit. I don't know if that's... He might play with people who can out-throw him pretty often, but I don't know if it's happened like every other card mate. Yeah. Literally out-throw him by 50 feet. Yeah, all they talked about, too, was a lot... Uh, not yesterday, but round three, they kept talking about how Heinberg is just out-throwing Macbeth by, like, 50 feet or, like, 20 feet, like, every time. And I'm like, this is a really weird thing to keep bringing up. Like, everyone happens... knows Heinberg's a bomber. Right, but and and they do have two different styles of play. Yeah. So, it, I feel like Macbeth plays much more like a regular golfer, and just cuts out of trees. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that was a sick putt. That's like a dream putt of mine to throw something like that. If he didn't catch it, go it, probably on YouTube under like Macbeth putts out of a tree. Yeah, you sure you can find it. It's on Instagram for sure. I thought the other coolest throw from the from all the tournaments is uh, Eagle throwing the tilt upside down because it flies like a normal disc for him. It, it, that was a crazy throw. Yeah, like the way it like kind of skids too afterwards. It's just I don't know. It's really awesome. It wasn't like the perfect throw for like the hole. He was still like I think outside circle one. But yeah, I wonder if he was just doing it. You know, yeah, for for the for swag. the clout swag, just you know, like uh, I have such a huge lead because yeah, he put it out under his leg. I heard too, like to for his last putt. He what? He like put it out under his leg, like threw the putt under his leg for the last putt. Is what I heard. I haven't I haven't watched. You didn't it yet. see it, huh? Mm-mm. This is uh, well, all all things I've heard. Is that a thing? Did you watch it for the last round? I was actually playing around. So I had cell phone coverage, so it was pretty spotty. 
I was yeah. trying to like have it play the entire time, but it just kept cutting out. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually at a tournament, so I missed out on most of the last day. So <laughs> I was not at a tournament, but still had to get out there and play. I had to. It was not a beautiful day, but not windy for like the first day in like a week, two weeks. Nice and mucky though. Yeah, a lot of mud, a lot of snow. How about you? How was your uh, tournament? Rainy for the whole first round, rainy and wet. And then the second round, the sun came up and everything was just a giant mud pit. Ooh. It was like you go to put put out, you know, walk up to the basket, grab your disc or whatever. You had just caked mud all on your on your boots. It was horrible. Hard to keep your hands clean. Yeah. I just I literally brought a Kroger bag that hold my held my discs because there's just two discs. Hold my two discs and I had like six towels with me. <laughs> I kept one in my pocket for to like wipe my hands really quick right before I threw. Did you bring like a Chris Dickerson towel, like a big like bath towel? No, a bunch of the little ones. The guy I was playing with, the guy on my first card though, had a giant bath towel. But he that's had- the way to go. He brought his giant uh, bag, too, but I didn't really want to bring my paratrooper bag. I I just wanted a a little bag. Oh, I made the stupid decision, too, for my round. I took my cart. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of mud. The wheels were just caked. Probably going to need to get your car detailed soon. (laughs) It was Cody's car. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Cody. Yeah, my bad. Uh, No, I, I try really hard to clean off wheels before I put it in the car. Yeah, sometimes it's a pain in the butt. Little face save right there. Well, well, I guess we'll get back to the Las Vegas challenge. And then uh, <laughs> finishing up FPO, uh, Jessica Weiss came in third at eight under. And then Cat and Paige Pierce had a battle for first and second. Cat coming in second at 24 and Paige Pierce in first at 25 under. So back to back to Paige Pierce and Cat battling, hopefully all this year. Make yeah. it real exciting. Hopefully that'll be a good battle to watch every tournament. We need some competition for Paige Pierce. Yeah, I feel like there's some people coming up, but maybe they're still just not ready. I feel like Haley King can can kind of push on her, you know, obviously. And then uh, right. hoping for maybe Kona Star Panis. Like I said in the last episode, hopefully it's her breakout year. She just gets out there and wrecks it. How did Where did she end up? Not very good. Better than I probably could have done. Definitely not that great compared to the other. Oh, I guess not as bad as I thought it was. Uh, negative three. That's not bad. For total. So she came tied for six with Hokum. Tied for six? Yeah. Wow. Yep. So not as bad as I thought. Yeah. But when you're looking at negative 25 and negative 24, it just seems like it's so far back there. Yeah, that's crazy. The distance between sixth place and first place. Yep. Even between first and third is 17 strokes. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's the same course. It's They're playing the same rules. They're just, I don't know, Paige, when Paige Pierce is on, she's on another level. There's like nothing nothing catching her. Right. I mean, I guess Kat almost got caught. Right, she almost got caught, even yeah. even in that mode. Yeah. That's, I, I, I just, that's crazy. I think she just had the one bad round too that 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 was like really bad and then other than that, that round it was three? All, yeah two. round round two i think i think she had a hot round one and then bad round two and then hot round three and then held it together for round four again i haven't watched round four yet so hopefully i'm not wrong 
<laughs> hey, but that's the Las Vegas challenge. That is it. It's a really fun full round tournament. I had a great time watching. Uh, tried to watch as much as I could. There was a few broadcast problems this time around too. Tell me about your favorite one. My favorite broadcast problem? Yeah. Oh, there was multiple. The, the choppiness on the beginning of round three. Oh God, that was I, your favorite? That was that was my like least favorite, but it was like funny to watch. After like staring at it for a while, I felt like I was gonna be seasick. <laughs> and then I had to restart it. Yeah. People are so mad in the comments. No, I know what you wanted me my favorite one to be. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you sure you don't want a Kelvin Heimberg destroyer? Uh, I'm I'm good. Not after watching those commercials. <laughs> How many times did they play? I don't know. If you didn't watch it, they played the same two commercials back to back for like probably 10 minutes. It was crazy. It was like, what is going on? I was just dying laughing the entire time. It was so funny. I'm not one of those people that it gets mad about that type of thing because I totally get it. Like broadcasting something is extremely difficult. You're going to have problems. So thing i was upset about is they didn't even like talk about it they just were like went on yeah, like it they're... never happened <laughs> <laughs> they just like oh welcome back yeah after that hell of watching 10 minutes of the same commercials <laughs> <laughs> to not even address it yeah it was crazy to me oh my god that's why we like let you guys see all of our terrible mistakes we make Seriously, though, we leave in all the mistakes. <laughs> as, as many as we can comfortably leave in. We're just two big mistakes, so. <laughs> well, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eric, let's talk about some terms. Yeah, I thought it might be nice in case anybody was watching disc golf for the first time this weekend. They might have heard some things that they didn't fully understand. So we figured instead of you looking them up, we'll just tell you. So we kind of explained what circle one and circle two were in the last episode. But something they use for putting statistics during tournaments is called circle one X putting. And that's just all the putts made from circle one, excluding tapping. So anything from 11 to 33 feet counts for this stat. That's a good one. Well, I would have said that it would have been 15 feet out. So, yeah, I feel like the statistic is made for everybody. And I feel like tap-ins for pros is normally about 15 feet. Ah. You know, whereas like a tap-in is not really even 11 feet. I could miss it. Definitely. The next one that actually I didn't know until I had to look it up was in regulation. And they use this as circle two, circle one in regulation. And it just means reaching circle two with two shots remaining at a chance for birdie. And then that changes with with each par. So like on a par four, the second throw has to land in circle two. So just 
basically giving you a chance to score. And then circle one is reaching circle one with two shots or like a chance for birdie with the, yeah, with two, two shots remaining. And then obviously parked would be parked is anytime you land in that 11 foot circle. So anytime that tap would be like a tap in putt for, for most people, but you can get like parked in regulation as well. Sweet. Any questions? No, I'm, I'm, Thank you, Teacher Eric. <laughs> um, another thing that you'll hear people... Welcome to Eric's classroom. Yep. <laughs> I'm not a good teacher. Don't get, <laughs> don't get me messed up with this. Another thing that you'll probably hear even people saying like on a disc golf course, not just during the tournament, is, uh, is like your, how good you are at scrambling. We talked about this as being our, some of our strengths, and it's just your ability to get out of, out of trouble um, if you like land off the fairways or out of bounds even. It would be you still managing to save par on that on that hole is uh, like when you have a good scramble rate. I don't know if now looking back, I don't know if I would say a scramble is a strength in my game. I'm pretty good at getting out of trouble, but I don't know if I save par. Yeah, not every time. I would not say every time. I guess it depends on the situation. Yeah. Out of bounds, I definitely wouldn't say I saved it because once I go out of bounds on anything, I just throw up and like... Yeah, just try to get under the basket so I don't mess it up more. Right. Take a bogey. Not going for double bo- double bogeys. Yeah. A uh, stat that I read about, but I never really hear people use, so maybe I'll explain it just in case I just miss it, is called like a bounce back. I would honestly more call it a comeback, but it's just scoring a birdie or any any type of scoring after you bogeyed. So it's like a bogey to birdie kind of kind of thing. That's what I hear people use more than than a bounce back or even a comeback. A good way to reset the mind. Yeah. Just just your ability to come back from a bad hole, I guess, would be the best best way. Yeah, make a mistake and you want to capitalize and erase that right away. I think those are pretty much all of the terms that you might hear. Um, the rest of them are, are just regular, regular statistic stuff that probably doesn't really matter. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Good terms. Hopefully we uh, helped you out enjoy the coverage a little bit more instead of sitting there wondering, what the heck are they talking about? Right. What what are they even saying? (laughs) Ready? Three, two, one. Top Top five. five. Nailed it. All right. Today we're going to do the top five reasons to disc. Or fall. (laughs) Boo. <laughs> it's, uh, did you write weenies did i write what on my top five it says everyone needs a hobby weenies <laughs> no i didn't write that <laughs> i don't know how i got there anyway oh my gosh all right, that's so random. All right, let's 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 redo this. All right, are we doing the top five again? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Top, top five. five. Oh my gosh, we did it. We did. All right, Cheers. top five reasons to disc golf. Like I said in the beginning, there's a million reasons. There are. A million, a million reasons, reasons to, disc to disc golf. golf but these are just our top five. And these are just the ones we thought of off the top of our head. So, yep. Eric, you want to give us a number five? My number five is everybody needs a good hobby. And 
it's my personal belief that this is the best hobby. Okay. Do you have a reason? Yeah. The next four top fives are my reason. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right. Game on. My number five is anyone can improve. Meaning it, it isn't really body type dependent. Pretty much anybody can be successful at disc golf. It doesn't matter really what your height is. So yeah, it's a sport for everybody and it doesn't, not saying everybody's going to get to like a pro level, but at least you can like get to a point where you can control and it's, it's fairly easy to get to that point. So remember how nice it was when you were like just starting to pay attention to how we threw and how quickly we improved. And now it's like, yeah, once you start paying attention, it's, it's crazy how quickly it just comes. Now we're just trying to move like a couple feet up the fairway and it feels so tedious. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I throw like 390. I'm like, oh, I'm so close to 400. I'm almost there. Yeah. So yeah, my top, my number four kind of goes with the, it can be, anyone can improve, but you can play and practice almost anywhere. Um, a lot of times me and Kyle just were playing like a object disc golf where we just picked a tree and tried to throw it at that tree or picked a stump and tried to land it at that stump just to kind of practice our shots until yep. we had our own like practice baskets. Yeah. Don't need baskets. It's just a luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of the courses started off as a four by fours in the ground with like a piece of metal that you had to try to hit. Yep. So it doesn't really hurt your disc that much because you're throwing it at metal anyway. So yeah. It's uh there's actually still like there's still some courses around here that have object courses. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about doing at my parents' house instead of having to afford baskets is object course. Do it. Thought it'd be cool. That way there's That'd at least something. Sweet. Yeah. At least something. It's a good idea. My number four is the community is awesome. Seems to me that we are a lot of like minded people. It's uh my demographic you know, mid twenties to thirties who just like love life and want to be outside and enjoy it with uh, people. If you, if people are around or by yourself, if you're practicing. So, yeah, I mean, every community is going to have those like one or two bad eggs or whatever you want to call them. Um, But for the most part, everybody in the, in the disc golf community is very nice and like just helpful to try to like teach you know if you're if it looks like you're struggling if you ask them for help almost anyone will go out of their way and try to help you for real so so yeah it's just uh just reconfirms that you're in the with the right people i guess when you're doing it right because we kind of moved from the skateboarding community to the disc golf community and it was an easy transition it seems like there's a lot of ex-skaters around me the guy who owns my favorite disc golf shop is a ex scooterer. I don't know what they call it. Scooter. He used to scooter. Yeah, dude, backflips on it, all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, that's awesome. A little push scooter. Those pop up on my TikTok every once in a while because they think that scootering is the same thing as disc golf or not disc golf, uh, skateboarding. Oh, yeah. TikTok just sees it as the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll like this too. All right. It's a skateboard with a handle. Yep. <laughs> Uh, my number three is a uh, nature walks included. I don't know about you guys. I'm a huge, huge uh, person 
huge lover of of the woods and just being You're in the a woods. huge person yep <laughs> i'm pretty big don't get me wrong hi i'm eric i'm a huge person i'm a huge lover of the of the woods and just love being out there so being able to almost give me an extra reason to just kind of go walk through the woods it's that much better yep watching the sunrise in the middle of the woods yep finally gonna be warm <laughs> start off and it's freezing and then the sun comes up and you start rubbing your hands right yeah the nature is is a great part of it yep it sure is probably probably should have been farther up there but that's okay next i like my next one too my number three is i actually really like individual sports meaning it's not a team sport i don't have to depend on anybody to go disc golfing i can just go myself it's just you and the course you versus the course every day so even in a tournament really it's you versus the course yeah. so yeah if you're not having a good day it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing around you and if you're having a good day it doesn't matter it still doesn't matter because if you tear it up then you'll win right so i have coming from bowling which was part individual part team team yeah could not find that word i know words and then skateboarding too which was all individual yep but yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I almost put down something like you know it's fun to play with people, but it's just as fun to play with uh, with your go out and play by yourself. Yeah, almost said play with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it. Good, good catch. Yeah. Until you said it. Yep, you can cut it out, right? No, it's in there. <laughs> So my number Eric, play, Eric plays with himself. Ah <laughs> well. Oh shit. So my number two. So my number two. Kyle already touched on, but the disc golf community is just one of the most welcoming communities. As long as you're not being a dink and and uh, you know breaking the course or doing anything that's like frowned upon in the community as a whole, you're always welcomed in. Just. They, they want to, I mean, everyone's seen the hashtag grow the sport around and they're just trying to get it bigger and bigger and better. Yep. The more people that play and pick up a disc, the better. Yep. More courses we'll see. I know some people are complaining that their courses are crowded now, but I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much. My co- my courses aren't crowded though. so Gotcha. I don't get to speak for them. The, all of the Denver courses are quite busy. Yeah, I know tournaments have been like, signed up for it like record rate and now yeah they're gonna have to expand the positions after this whole uh, covid thing yep sure are what number am i on two my number two is that everybody needs a hobby weird yeah um so if you didn't know hobbies increase happiness intelligence creativity they can actually increase your iq your confidence it also increases your concentration too so there's just a ton of benefits that come along with having a hobby it doesn't really matter what the hobby is but disc golf is a great hobby to have because you can't really hurt yourself that's number one for me i mean you can but you have to almost be trying yeah you have to be doing something out of the ordinary I've slipped on like a stump before, but I've swung my hand around into a tree on my on my follow through. That was about the worst I think happened to me. Right. But the comparison to skateboarding is almost like it's the risk factor is almost non existent. Oh yeah. Or you can be like Kevin Jones and just slip on every T pad possible. 
Yeah, he falls down a lot. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but I hope as long as he doesn't get hurt, it's funny, right? He needs a shoe sponsor, like non-slip shoes. Bet she tears through shoes. That's yeah, I bet. He puts. I feel like out of all the people, maybe him and James Conrad put their body into it like as much as as much as as more than anybody else. Yeah, the way like they both have their have their different run-ups. Right, they like just explode. Well. James Conrad does this like cool flying thing on his follow through. Eric, what's your number one? So my number one is it's really cheap to get you started. You know, you can go out and buy, you could go out and buy one disc if you wanted and and, like teach yourself how to play. But I would recommend close to three, which will be around maybe $50 if you like want to spend your money on nice discs or the players packs or the, starters packs are only like 25 and it's really yeah really nice easy to get started but if you get into it a lot more it starts to get kind of pricey between the amount of discs i buy a nice bag if you start doing tournaments or just uh tea fees or whatever they're called to like play it can get pricey but just to get you started and teach you how to if you love the sport or not it's really cheap and it's still cheaper than regular golf much cheaper than regular golf I'm with you. I think I spent a grand total of like $20 on disc golf for the first two years I played wow. because I was, I was gifted the starter set. Okay. I was gift, gift, gifted the truth. And what else do you really need besides the truth for the first two years of your disc golf life? You can putt with the truth, right? Yeah, I did. I can do it. I did for a little bit. You might as well. It, it was not effective. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when in like your first if you don't really start paying attention to how you're putting, no putting's effective. <laughs> That's very true. It didn't matter. Yep. You could put any disc in my hand and my putting would have been very ineffective. <laughs> All done with your number one? That's my number one. Awesome. What do you got for me? My number one is disc golf gets you outside. So a lot of people have hobbies that are video game related or like, you know, indoor things. And I totally get that, but you also need an outdoor hobby. Being outdoors, uh, the fresh air, the nature that you see when you're disc golfing. I love sunrises. That's one of my big things. Sunsets as well. So just reminds yourself that you're on a big rock and you'd be, you know. Being hurled through space. Being hurled through space, circling a giant flaming ball in the sky. And it's just all going around, so. It's comforting to me. It's nice. Yeah, I obviously love the nature. I'm not as big about sunrises and sunsets as, as you are, but I love trees. I'm like a meme about it, you know, like to have my coffee. Yeah, <laughs> very cliche, but that's okay. We like that. We like that here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, those are our top five reasons. Yeah, great top five list, man. Now, if you need any more reasons on why to play disc golf, just message us. We'll we'll list more. We have plenty, plenty more. I'll send you a list of probably a hundred. Yep. Well, Eric, wonderful episode. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Hooray. Come Simo. Today we talked about the Las Vegas challenge. We went over the MPO and the FPO. We went over some terms that you will hear during the broadcast, meaning like 
some specific things that are only disc golf related that would not make sense to the regular person. And then we talked about our top five reasons that we love disc golf because we love disc golf. That's, we just wanted to get that across. It's, it's a big, uh, big thing in our lives. So we'll, we'll probably tell you every episode that we love disc golf. Unless did I tell you played horribly. Did I tell you I love disc golf? Because hey, I love disc golf. If we played horribly, you won't we'll change the the what we're talking about. It'll be a completely different podcast. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to the Instagram giveaway winner. Um whoever that may be. Yeah, we haven't figured it out yet, but we will. Okay, real quick, we skipped over the skip ace because we both did horribly and the Ono Disc Golf did horribly. Yep. We didn't mean to skip over it, we just subconsciously did it. Yeah. We uh didn't want you to know how bad we are at picking so maybe next time we'll be better right uh go follow us everywhere at oh no disc golf thank you for being here thank you for listening we appreciate each and every one of you for listening shout out to our one patreon supporter oh yeah sean wolverton gotta play around with him this saturday and he plays video games with him yep so if you want to play around with us if you're from michigan or, or colorado join our patreon yeah we'll play around with you 